Good evening and welcome. I'm Dr. George Andow and here with co-host Judy Miller and a very exciting guest that we have with us tonight. And I think there are many of you that listen each week and I want to personally thank you for your commitment to our show and wanting to expand your view and perspectives on life, humanity, because it's so important to be open. And you'll hear many things on our show that you might not agree with or think maybe are a little strange, um, perhaps. But, and does it mean that our views aren't your views or are your views? What's important in life, I believe, is to remain open to the possibility because we walk and we live in mystery. So we have a very special guest here, and we're going to introduce her in a moment. I like to keep the, the little tension up. <laughs> and for those of you that have been with us, we have a very, very nice surprise that we're going to offer you at the break. So hang in there with us, and after the break, we're going to announce a wonderful complimentary gift in appreciation for all of you that have been with us and your commitment to living and life. So we have a woman who I'm, I'm very interested in knowing more about, actually, also. She is a psychologist. She's a regression therapist. And after working in psychology, because those of you know, I'm a psychoanalyst, um, she was moved on in her spirit into being a regression therapist, among many, many other things. And her name is Dr. Linda Bachman. Linda, thank you for saying yes and being with us on the show. Totally my pleasure, Georgianne and Judy, to be with both of you. So, Linda, I just want to read your official bio so um, our listeners could get, get a better understanding of who you are. So, like Dr. Georgianne mentioned, Dr. Linda Backman is a psychologist, a researcher, author, and regression therapist. She's been in private practice for over 40 years and through hypnotic regression, she has guided thousands of clients to access their past lives and the time between lives, helping them to surface and understand the challenges of their souls, which are repeated life to life. Convinced that our collective healing has an impact on the evolution of humanity and the unity of all people, she has made the understanding of the soul her priority. Dr. Backman founded the Raven Heart Center in Boulder, Colorado in 1997, with her husband, Dr. Earl Backman. She's deeply focused on the development of a universal understanding and awareness of soul evolution. Dr. Backman is the author of three books, Bringing Your Soul to Light, The Evolving Soul, and Souls on Earth, <laughs> which Dr. Jordan and I are holding up. Now, I've had the privilege of having a past life and a between lives soul regression with Dr. Linda, and I am honored to call her my spiritual mentor. Dr. George Ann and I are so excited to welcome Dr. Linda to Journey Through to Awareness. So thank you for being here. It is truly my pleasure. It's exciting to be Judy, I know, and Dr. George Ann, I'm looking forward to getting to know. Me too. Thank you. 
So, Dr. Linda, you were trained in practice as a conventional psychologist. Now, we all want to know, how did you get involved in regression therapy? And I want to know, what did your colleagues think about it? <laughs> well, the story, and I'll do my very best to make it short. And I know that, that everybody has their story of how they got into a spiritual um, area of focus or spiritual interest. But long story short, um, when I was at the ripe old age of about my middle 40s, um, practicing as a conventional psychologist, as, as you both have mentioned, um, I, I, I had a colleague die, actually my original colleague with whom we built a group of psychologists and psychiatrists, and he died in his early 30s of a type of lung cancer when I was in my middle 40s. And when he passed, and completely unbeknownst to me, I did not honestly believe in any of what I've now done for, you know, for over 40, well, I've been in practice over 40 years, been guiding regression for not quite 30 years. Um, so my colleague passed, and I began to sense, intuit, experience that my colleague was talking to me from the other side, um, which I thought back then, this is in uh, 1993, I thought that was really strange. But at the same time, I felt like I could feel his energy and I, I was receiving communication from him. I began also in my mind's eye to see scenes of past lives I believe we had shared. Now, before this, and I think this is always important to share with people, before this, I didn't know if I believed in reincarnation or I didn't. So I began to see scenes in my mind's eye that I felt there was um, a person in those scenes, the same soul of my colleague. And so I thought this was, I, I'll just have to say, pretty weird. And so I asked my husband, I, at that point, I think I'd been married maybe 25 years. Um, my husband is a, was spent, my husband spent 30 years as a university professor. So he's, you know, formally educated. We're both very liberal people. We had never talked about reincarnation. I asked my husband to sit down. I explained what I was experiencing. And what my husband said back to me back then in 93 was that he had forgotten about something that happened to me, that happened to him as a child. And growing up, he said to me, which I'd never heard before, he said, when I was growing up as a boy, I remembered my past lives in detail. And then my husband, whose first name is Earl, Earl said, um, but I, I knew those were my lives, but I didn't want to tell anybody because I thought they would think I was, you know, this very odd child. So basically, Earl said he tucked that away and he forgot about it until 1993. And, and fortunately, and extremely fortunately, Earl said, so, you know, go study, go learn, take this in whatever direction you want. Earl is not a psychologist. He's a political scientist. So that was like validation for me. And so I began to read and it, it took me actually, honestly, in regard to Judy, what you asked, um, it took me a while to, to, to wrap my heart and mind around the the validity of this whole experience. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? I thought my, my, my conventional practice um, was primarily uh, referrals from medical doctors. And I thought, oh, they're all going to think I've just completely lost my mind. That truly, that truly never happened, but that's what I was concerned about. Sure. 
That's great. What an incredible beginning. Um, how, how do you know? I mean, I believe that we have a soul. I mean, is the soul in the body or is the body in the soul? Um, how, how did you come to really grasping? Because it's beyond belief. How did you come to really grasping that we have a soul? What was that like for you? Well, you know, Dr. Georgiana, it was sort of like, you know, there was this part of me that I now understand, but I didn't back then. There was this part of me almost like just pushing Mm -hmm. to learn more. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. and, And it's like almost an impetus that you can't slow down. Your left brain says, is this real? But your right brain, so you're cognitive process says is this real and your heart says or your passion says i have to learn about this and so slowly but surely i started reading material i started understanding who or what is the soul i wasn't raised to believe in any of this um but i started gradually slowly but surely training, reading, guiding regression by regression by regression. And the, the, my cardinal rule in regression is the client tells you the information or the client shares, you know, tells me the information. I don't give it to them. And that's not to say for any of you listening, I totally believe in very capable mediums and channels. I'm, that is certainly wonderful work. And some of my dearest friends and colleagues are capable mediums and channels, but discovering your own soul level information with the support of a regression therapist, um, that's sort of the mode that really resonated for me. So Dr. Linda, what I found interesting during our sessions, it was almost like I was an observer just talking about what was happening in my past lives or between live sessions. Um, So it was almost like my mouth had a mind of its own, but I was fully aware and cognizant of what I was saying. So is that the typical experience? And, and do people, can you ex- explain it for our listeners? Is it scary? And what does it look like when you go through a regression session? Well, uh, I, I honestly think what happens is um, that left brain capability, that monkey mind, that we all have a monkey mind, That's the observer. That's sort of the meta process. And, but there's this right brain intuitive process that it's almost like starting your car and then you can't turn the car off. And I don't mean it runs away with you and and it's dangerous, but you know, it's like turning on an ignition and then the information, the story, the content begins to flow this left brain meta stuff is still running and observing, but the intuitive capability, and I know, you know, probably some of your listeners, and I used to say this to myself too, oh, I'm not intuitive. We're all intuitive. It's yeah. a muscle we strengthen over time yes. and believability. Mm. Yes. And, you know, Dr. George Ann and I had a great discussion on one of our past shows, and we were talking about what is the purpose of life. So for me, it's to choose love in every moment, 
So we will continue to have the same experiences. We'll continue to meet similar people and we will come back lifetime after lifetime until we learn to choose love. So based on all of the regressions that you've done for other people, what do you believe our soul's purpose is? Well, simply put, our soul's purpose is to evolve this human culture that we live in, to evolve us, and we can use the word love, to evolve us toward equality, all people matter, um, balance, and, and all of that. So overview is to evolve humanity. Mm-hmm. Yes, and what causes our, because we're born complete and enough, so what causes our uh, inability to grow and know that and live from that in the dysfunction is all of our upbringings <laughs> and all that was put into us during that time. And I know you and Judy's focus mainly also is the past lives and also ancestors having a piece of that. And I, I, I do definitely believe that as well. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're looking forward to more Journeying Through into Awareness with Dr. Linda Bachman. We'll be right back. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 
Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness with Dr. Linda Bachman and Judy, my co-host, my buddy. (laughs) You have something to announce to everybody. Well, you know, Dr. George Ann is always telling me how wonderful our listeners are and how loyal they are. So we wanted to do something to say thank you. So as many of you know, I published my book, Perfect, A Path to Love, Forgiveness, and Transformation last year. So today, if you go to Amazon, you can get the ebook version of this totally free, and it's a gift to all of our listeners. So the reason why we wanted to give it to you for free is not only because you're such great listeners, but it also has to do with past lives. So this leads into my next question for Dr. Linda. So Dr. Linda, for most of my life, I was plagued by unexplainable fears and phobias. And through the science of epigenetics, I learned that we could actually inherit the pain and the trauma from our parents and our ancestors. And on this journey, the person that I trusted to heal me in this lifetime was actually the soul that inflicted the pain on my family in a previous lifetime. And what I learned and what I saw was that we could never get it wrong. We're always given the opportunity to come back and heal and to make a wrong right. So, Dr. Linda, based on the thousands of regressions that you have done, have you seen that where souls get an opportunity to come back and heal? I mean, honestly, Judy, over and over and over. And, you know, we, we, we live in this world of, uh, again, functioning almost like we rely so much on our left brain that we forget to rely on our right brain. Um, and, oh, my gosh, I heard so many things during the break that fit with what we're talking about. Um, and so if we think about what is the highest source of energy, and everybody just put your term on it, call it God, call it great spirit, call it the source, um, use your word, um, the Lord, um, for Jewish people, Adonai or Hashem, um, that divine source, two things, that divine source gives us almost innumerable unending opportunities to heal and grow. So to use your free will in, in that's one of the uniquenesses of coming into body on earth is that we have free will. And so we can make human choices that perhaps aren't the most beneficial choices for us or for others, but then we're given the opportunity, whether it's within a lifetime or in a subsequent incarnation um, to, to heal and, and grow and evolve. So, yes, I mean, I've seen that time and time and time again, whether it's um, how did I treat my child in a past life? I could use myself as actually as a quick example. I know I've had past lives where I was more involved with my needs than the needs of my children. And so I chose my own social needs and you know, lifestyle needs. Um, when I came into body in my current life, and, and I know a fair amount about my purpose in current life, among many things, one aspect of my current life was to agree to be a mom, to be, and so lovely to say this, given we're one day post Mother's Day, but was to decide to be a mother 
and um, or, you know, or it could be decided to be a parent because it doesn't matter whether you're a father or a mother, um, and to be committed to that as part of my life. And it wasn't, I have to say, I'm so glad that was not a difficult choice for me in my current life. But yes, we're given opportunities to heal and evolve and grow um, during a lifetime and lifetime to lifetime. So much of my life that I live day to day now here, I have an awareness when things are challenging or difficult, I'm I'm, I'm able to sort of tune in and I'm grasping the lesson I'm supposed to get out of it and how I want to journey through it now. I have, I have very I have a very keen awareness as to that. And um, again, if there's such a thing as past lives, um, there must be, um, there obviously something that I'm becoming aware of that I needed to repeat here. You know, and I, there's so much I want to say, and I'm not going to use the show for that, but I, I definitely hear that. You said something interesting, though, that here now we have free will. So when we're, quote, on the other side, we don't have free will? Um, it's a good question, Dr. Georgian, and how you ask it. When we are on the other side, so... Okay, let me just remind listeners, probably everyone knows this. When we're alive, we bring a slice of our soul into our bodies at birth, and that's what causes us to to live and breathe. But the remainder of our soul energy is our higher self, and our higher self is in the higher realm, you could say, with the divine at all times. And so, yes, we have free will on the other side. But the bottom line, and this comes from years and years and years of guiding regression, um, and not just past life regression, but regression where the client works at their soul level and understands who they are as a soul. Um, we, we evolve in body, not out of body. So yeah. our learning coming into body is school. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah. And this is, so, this is well, where free will is so crucial. And so our guides, we all have spiritual guides, loving, benevolent, spiritual support, spiritual guides, guardian angels, call them what you want. They observe and support us as we make human decisions. And we can make any decisions that we wish. So we grow and learn in body mostly and not out of body. So, Dr. Linda, just to expand on what you're saying there, so if we communicate with our guides through our intuition, how do we develop that intuition so we can communicate more clearly with our guides? Well, first of all, most of us think, as I used to, uh, and I think I said this a little bit earlier in the program, um, oh, I'm not intuitive. Oh, you know, that's um, fame. All the well-known mediums and channels, they're really intuitive, but I'm not. Not true. But what people don't understand oftentimes is what are the common ways of being intuitive? So think about the term clairvoyance. Clairvoyance sort of means, you know, momentarily there, uh, I closed my eyes. Clairvoyance is like you've got a camera in the back of your head or there's a a movie screen going on in the back of your head. That's visual intuition. 
But just as a quick reminder to the audience, we are intuitive in about three other ways. And sometimes we're more strongly intuitive in some of these other ways. Some of us are very emotionally intuitive. I can have that experience at times. Um, I have an adult daughter. Sometimes I will start to feel emotions and I have to figure out these are not my emotions. I've tapped into my daughter's emotions. Or I used to get on an airplane and have a lot of anxiety, not because I'm afraid to fly. And I've actually not been on an airplane now in months and months and months. But I used to be, uh, I get on an airplane, I felt anxiety, and I finally learned I was feeling other people's anxiety on the plane. So we can tap in to either the emotions of a past life or the emotions of others. So we call that clairsentience. We also have um, our our bodies, our intuitive receptors. Many of us, um, if something like, let's just say there's a trauma on the other side of, you know, the United States or even outside the United States, sometimes we can have a stomachache, a headache, a backache. We're tapping into the energy of the trauma somewhere on the earth, or we could be tapping into the energy of past lives. Mm -hmm. So our body is a receptor. Mm -hmm. Finally, our mind, our, our auditory and our cognitive capability can be our intuitive receptors. My guides talk to me in my head. I've learned how to hear my guides speak to me, and I'm hearing it almost like a conversation going on in my head. So everybody, think about your strongest intuitive capabilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so, Dr. Linda, we will be taking a break momentarily, but when we come back, one of the things we'd love for you to comment on is what are the different kinds of souls? So, you've been using terms in the past that I've heard you in terms of earth-based souls, interplanetary souls, and angelic realm souls. So, we'd all love to hear about that when we come back from the break. That's great. That's great. Thank you again for being here with us tonight. It's just fantastic. Uplift, educate, and power. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness, and we're back with Dr. Linda Bachman. So, Linda, you were going to um, speak to us about the different types of souls. We would love to know the different types of souls. (laughs) He's very interested in this piece. (laughs) Yeah, I think we all are. Yes, and and this um, some of this may be new for some of the listeners, maybe not new for other listeners. So you know, uh, for people out there listening, it's like you think about past lives. If you think about reincarnation, and probably the first thing that comes to mind for most people would be, okay, where did I have, where and when um, have I had past lives? And of course. So you think about, well, you know, have I pa- had a past life in Egypt? Um, have I, did I have a past life during the French Revolution, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously we can talk about that in greater depth. So, so that's the first thought, maybe for not everybody, but the first thought for most mm-hmm. listeners, past yeah. life on, on earth. Okay. What I've learned from the course of many, many innumerable regressions and a little bit from mentors I had years ago and then stepped into regression, there are essentially three types of souls, or I call it soul origin. And what that means is, um, you know, think about people on the earth. So I've learned about this from, from my clients. So these are incarnate souls. One type of soul origin, and when I say soul origin, what this means is when a soul is created, it is created um, in regard to where most of the incarnations of that soul will happen. So first category is an earth-based soul. And I want to just be sure listeners hear that I'm saying earth-based, not earth-bound, because Often in in spiritual teachings and spiritual groups, we think about earthbound, meaning a soul that's stuck and hasn't 
transitioned onward. That's not what I'm referring to. So one type of soul is a soul that's created to incarnate almost exclusively on earth. Can I interrupt you for a moment? Sure. What, what would thank you? What would cause a soul to be earthbound? Well, yeah, I think that's a a bit overstated. It, and you know, we live. I'll, I'll just say, Doctor Georgian, I think that um, in many ways the human culture gets at times too focused. This is my opinion on fear. So it's like, oh, what if a soul? What if a person dies? And their soul sort of gets stuck, and that soul energy doesn't return back to the higher realm. That like, is tr- mm-hmm. truly very, uh, uh, that is very uh, infrequent. Yeah. I and, so. but it's like any of us that are intuitive, some of us, you know, can walk into a building, a room, an old building, and feel the energy of something that happened there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that soul is stuck or earthbound. It simply means there's energy left there that arises from what happened there with the soul. But that earthbound, people tend to see it as a soul is stuck. And I think to some extent, that's more fear-based than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, no problem. No problem. So so an earth-based soul is a soul that almost exclusively incarnates on earth. So that's an earth-based soul. Then there's an interplanetary soul. An interplanetary soul, and I listeners, I bet this will ring bells for some of you. An interplanetary soul is a soul that is designed to incarnate primarily not on earth, that incarnates in um, other planets, other star systems, um, other celestial locations that are not Earth. And I'll just add quickly because the question will will come up. So, 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 Linda, if you're working with an uh, with an interplanetary soul, that obviously I have, and I've that's largely what Souls on Earth that particular book is about. Um, these are souls that have had more incarnations not on earth than on earth they gain great wisdom great evolution because they incarnate in the celestial realm in locations that are healthy and then they bring that healthy wisdom with them to earth and we need that healthy wisdom so earth-based souls interplanetary souls third category I am beginning to work on some content for people keep asking me on on some written material uh, that may end up becoming a book. I'm not quite sure yet. There are souls that come to earth from the angelic realm. The angelic realm just simply explained serves the divine. The angelic realm are ambassadors of pure love and compassion. And we have people in body, souls on earth that I call angelic realm souls. They are very strongly loving people and bring that powerful, beautiful energy. So Dr. Linda, what percentage of our population are EBs, IPs, or ARs? And what are some of the challenges that they experience? Well, I would say, you know, that's a great question. And, and, 
that it's not to say that many of us don't struggle with being in body on earth. But if I, you know, try to categorize it a little bit, earth-based souls have been in these human bodies and in this human culture usually over and over and over. It makes it a little, underscore little bit, easier to be in body on earth for an earth-based soul. But an IP, interplanetary, or an AR, angelic realm soul, because this is not the, the, the usual place where IPs and ARs come, there often are um, issues that they deal with. So if I just lump IPs and ARs together for a second, um, we're talking about allergies, autoimmune disorders, autistic spectrum, um, different kinds of skin disorders, different types of learning issues, and in some ways just coping with humanity that is struggling to evolve. So IPs and ARs, at times have more, uh, you might say, challenges being in body yet, and underscore yet, um, IPs and ARs are extremely evolved um, souls with pure, um, uh, high-frequency ways they look at life and bring their wisdom to, to earth. So several weeks ago, Dr. George Ann and I interviewed Lisa Najar. She's a uh, well-renowned psychic and a medium. And one of the things that she said is when we get to the other side, we're actually not recognized by our outer appearance. We're actually recognized by our vibration. And in your book, The Evolving Soul, you talk about different vibrations and different colors that we are. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. And I mean, I totally agree with what you just said. You know, we're not Judy or, you know, we're not the, any of the three of us when we cross over. Yes, our our, our guides and our uh, uh, soul group, which is a whole nother topic, recognize us, yes, by our vib- vibration. Do so, we, excuse me, do we recognize ourselves on the other side? In other words, when we when we pass, do you remember that you were Linda, that Judy was Judy, that I was Georgian. Do we have a recollection of that? I think the best answer is yes. Okay. Um, It's like, okay, I'm crossing over. I've died in this most Mm -hmm. recent incarnation. I'm crossing over and my, my father from my incarnation greets me and supports me or my grandparent. I'm thinking about a beloved grandfather of mine. Um, that, that grandparent assists me in crossing over. So yes, um, we do recognize, we do recognize each, each other and we incarnate with some souls repetitively over and over. So that happens. But I, I think, Judy, what you're what you're referring to, and it, it 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 is a question that often is answered in a in a regression session. Um, what is the this is the way I ask it? You know, when the client has finished the past life and has crossed over and is working at the soul level with their guides, one of the questions I might ask to the client, I might say to the client, "Could you please ask your spiritual guide to show you the core color?" of your soul energy. When I'm asking that, the reason for that is the core color. So our soul exudes, this is not aura, everyone. So that's a question I always get asked. This is the core frequency of your soul. What 
color does it exude? We know that color has frequency and the colors of the rainbow increase in frequency. So the more evolved we are, and all that means is we carry a great deal of wisdom. It also means we come into body to assist humanity to evolve the more wisdom we carry. And that would be EB, IP, or AR. But our soul energy um, exudes a color in the higher realm, exudes a color, and that tells us where we are in our level of soul evolution, which actually tells us um, what commitments have we made when we come into body to assist humanity. Does it tell us where we're going on the other side? Like, are there, are there uh, like, different rooms? Are there different, like... Oh, Dr. Georgian, that's a cool question. That's a great question. Yes, it may tell us that we're joining with a small group of other highly evolved souls because we make agreements um, with other evolved souls in order to help the earth. So, yes, it might. Yeah, beautiful question. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Beautiful answers. Yeah. Just so powerful. Yeah. Just so powerful. Wow. So, Dr. Linda, one of the things that I've heard you say before is that big souls take on big projects. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's so funny. I would, I would want to say, obviously, Dr. Georgian, I'm meeting you today. And, and Judy, I already know you to, to a fair extent. So then I would want to say, okay, the two of you, what kind of projects do you think you've taken on for your current <laughs> life? But yes, the more evolved we are. So, so, so everybody, here's the, 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 uh, everybody meaning listeners, the assumption is, oh, or the assumption might be, um, oh, okay, um, I'm more evolved versus less evolved, so my life's going to be easier. Maybe not, because oh. the more evolved, yeah, the, the, oh, the bigger our, yeah, the bigger our agreements are, the more evolved we are. Oh yes. my gosh, yes, and, and more challenging our lives may be. Oh, we're going to take a brief break. <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> with Dr. Linda Bachman. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. 
Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back with Dr. Linda Bachman. So, Dr. Oh. Linda, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. Right, go ahead, Judy. I was going to say we have more time with you, and we have so many questions, but we want to make sure that listeners have an opportunity to understand where they can connect with you, where they can learn more about you. So, could you just tell us where listeners can reach out to you? Absolutely. Easiest way is my website. Um, and it's www.raven, like the bird, R-A-V-E-N, heart, like the heart in your chest, center. So ravenheartcenter.com It's the easiest way to track me down. And Dr. Linda, you are doing uh, regression uh, remotely, correct? I am doing, I mean, to be honest, a, a fair amount of regression remotely and COVID it's kind of been a, ble- a blessing in certain ways. Yes, I am doing regression remotely is the simple answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So since you mentioned COVID, I have a quick question for you. Um, so before I met you, I had a past life regression. And what the creator told me was that we can all come home by loving and accepting who we are exactly as we are. And I can't help but notice that COVID-19 is actually forcing us all home. Can you comment for our listeners your thoughts on COVID-19? You know, what what comes to my mind, Judy, as you ask that is something that came up on my email, oh, I don't know, within the hour before we started doing this program. And um, it was an email from um, uh, one of the executives at United Airlines, um, who's uh, someone born and raised in India, but lives in the United States. Um, asking um, for those of us who are, you know, I've for years been a very frequent flyer with United Airlines, um, supporting the people of India and the incredible needs of, because COVID is, as I'm sure most people know, has hit very hard in India. It's hit hard in other parts of the world as well, where the vaccine isn't as prevalent and, and all of that. And so uh, I think one aspect of, of COVID that um, I, I don't I don't think COVID was created, was 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 caused by the creator. But I think how we deal with it is what is tied to the creator. And it's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm fully vaccinated. But um, what about these countries that need the vaccine and need humanitarian relief and supplies? And so we need to focus on this as a global issue. And I think so often, myself included, at times, I would forget to think about um, 
globalism in terms of solving the pandemic. So it, it teaches us to um, view humanity from a complete equality standpoint. We all have the same, same needs. Absolutely. And we're all the same and we're all one. And I pray for everyone, as I'm sure you do, because there's no separation at all. It's an illusion that there is. And, you know, you were talking before about global pain, you know, those that um, I struggle with that. I feel pain so mm. depthfully and I will have a, 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 a view of the suffering in certain places when, when you were talking about purpose, and it makes life very challenging. But I say yes to it because I'm here to serve, and I'm very clear on that. Right. And, you know, when you say that, Dr. Georgian, what comes to my mind is, um, and I think this happens to listeners as well, I might have a night where I just didn't sleep very well, or I was awake for a chunk of time in the right. middle of the night. It isn't always the case that what I'm about to say happens but it, there might be times when i wake up in the morning and there was an earthquake somewhere or sadly there was a plane crash somewhere and i'm affected by that because i'm 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 porous in, in intuitively i'm porous energetically and it, you know is that frustrating to be awake for some period of time yes but but we need to use our energy to support others um and their needs yes uh, i yeah. had, i had the privilege of doing some of my extern work with the nuns and i remember them speaking to me about when they would go through something they would bring it to jesus and to god and they would pray for god to use it and i remember at that time i thought to myself oh my gosh i am not there <laughs> i am not there at all that's changed for me a little bit and um, I recognize that when we elevate that, that God can use it, that even though we're not with people, that our consciousness, if we bring it forth and, and ask for it to be used, that God can use that. And God yes. can use that. So I just wanted to mention that out loud to all listeners that we do make an impact. We don't have to be with anyone. You know, that's what prayer is. It's an elevation of consciousness that we bring to the God of our understanding to be used um, in any way that God knows that where it might need to be used. That's beautifully said, Georgian. So, Dr. Linda, you were about to comment. Please do. I, I was. Thank you for noticing that. Um, yeah, what I was about to say in response uh, Dr., to what you just said, Dr. Georgian, is that um, for the, so as we evolve as a soul, and again, we evolve in body, not out of body, but no matter which of those soul types we are, the three soul origin types, the more we evolve or the, the more highly we evolve and we all were young souls, you know, so, you know, I was once a young soul and obviously my responsibility grows as I evolve. But the, the basic reason we come into body as we evolve more and more as a soul is to aid humanity. And that, you know, I mean, do I think that 24-7? Right. No, I have course. 
average everyday things I concern myself with and, and all of that. But that is the reason, um, the overriding reason as we grow that we come back to earth. Do we ever not come back to earth? Do we ever, Dr. Linda, evolve where we are then totally with God or where do, then what happens to us? What happens to the soul then? Yes. So as we evolve to greater levels of soul wisdom, um, the more we evolve, the more responsibilities we take on in the spiritual realm. And um, just without being able to have a lot of time to go into this, um, the more our soul evolves, the more we become, how to say this, the more our higher self takes on agreements at the soul level. There are coordinating bodies of souls that serve earth, serve uh, parts of the celestial realm, and serve the angelic realm that do what they can to be guides. So basically, Dr. Georgian, we become, um, we become spiritual guides the more we evolve. So, Dr. Linda, I see that we have to wrap up soon. Is there anything that you want to share with our listeners that we haven't asked you yet? Ooh. um, I I, I mean, I would say, it's interesting. I, I would say to everyone, know that your life has purpose. And a lot of this material is in my book. So you can go to my website and and see. I've written three books filled with client material. But as you evolve and you think about your life purpose, I would suggest to people to think about purpose almost from, you might say, two aspects. Uh, so be serious about it. What's your life purpose? What are you doing to aid humanity? And then flip it over because, and, and so here's the serious life purpose and why you're in body and what you came to do, whether it's the type of work you do or the kind of mom or dad or grandparent or teacher or, you know, frontline worker. Think about it from a serious standpoint. Also be sure you think about it from a, um, what do you love to do that's your passion? Is that travel? Is that gardening? Is that cooking? Is that, so make it serious and then make it joyful because it's so easy to get so serious that we forget the joy. Our life purpose, you know, fits both ends of the spectrum. And these are things that people do learn um, in regression sessions. So, Dr. Linda, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor oh. to have you as a guest. And I know that Dr. Georgian always loves to end in prayer. Oh, Dr. Linda, I hate to say you go. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. We're right here. <laughs> Loving God, you fill all things with the fullness and hope that we can never comprehend. Thank you for leading us into a time where more reality is being unveiled for all of us to see. We pray that you will take away our natural temptation for cynicism, denial, fear, and despair. Help us to have the courage to awaken to a greater truth, greater humility, and greater care for one another. And we pray all of these desires in the name of all the different names of the one and only God. Amen. Amen. Mm, amen. God Dr. bless. Dr. God Linda, bless. 
it's been truly, truly amazing to have you here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We hope that the show gave you a beautiful takeaway to place in your heart and to live by and with. May God bless you. I love all of you. And we hope to see you next week. And don't forget to get your free book. <laughs> yes. And you can tune into the show that Judy had on a journey through awareness um, in the beginning when we had first met. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to her interview and get your free book. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night, Judy. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. you listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc do you love or are you intrigued about new york city and its neighborhoods i'm jeff goodman host of rediscovering new york a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This channel features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 